0: series with a little bit of an introduction to who the hell that I am and my story of my fitness journey over the last six years. Let me just paint this picture for you right now. I'm sitting in my bedroom. I am living in Bali in Canggu, looking out the window and I can see so many beautiful green trees. It's turned to raining season now, so it's very, very wet. I have a building construction site next to my house, so if you can hear the hammers, then that would be why. I'm so grateful that you guys are here today, and if you take anything out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it on your Instagram story, because to be honest, doing a podcast is something that I've like twiddled with for a really long time, um, but I've never actually took the time to sit down, plan it, and do it. So... Here we are. (laughs) So I want to share my journey with you guys. So just because I literally once was someone who was struggling with their body. I Everything in my life revolved around my stomach and what it looked like. It was a really long healing journey and it took me years to get to where I am today. So know if you are struggling that it is freaking hard. It is really hard for your body and food to literally be in control of your life. So in hopes to sharing my story kind of gives you a little bit of light and a little bit of inspiration and hopefully a little bit of education as well on the things that you need to like, focus on and know that it is possible for you to come out on the other side free from food and, and still getting and reaching your body goals. So... We're going to take it back to 2016, and this is, was my clean eating era. I was obsessed. I wouldn't eat anything bad. I wouldn't have many complex carbohydrates. I wouldn't have alcohol. I wouldn't have chocolate, and I was so proud of myself because I was so healthy. I looked at other people, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're eating that. I can't believe you're eating that mayo lol. (laughs) This was the time of my life where everything literally revolved around my stomach. I needed to have a six pack. I needed to be a size eight. I needed to be under 60 kilos in order for myself to be fulfilled and to be happy. This is when I was thriving on external validation, when people would comment on my body and I'd be like, oh, thanks. I feel really good that you said that. The reason why I needed that external validation is because I had no internal self-validation. I was relying on other people to make myself feel good based on what I look like. These are the years where I started my exercise physiology degree. I moved into student accommodation. So, of course, there was not that much studying done in the first couple of months of moving there. (laughs) Um, this is when my clean eating really, really got to me because this is where my guilt and shame cycle began because I got into the cycle of clean eating during the week, you know, Monday to Friday, and then I started binge drinking on the weekends. This is when I started allowing myself to have cheat days and then in my head always thinking about how I was going to make up for it on Monday, back into that clean eating cycle this is where the guilt and this is where the shame really started for me because I like at heart I still am a party girl I'm not gonna lie to you guys I love a coconut or a chili mug but it was the doing things to extremes and then feeling really shit for it because I didn't understand how to have it all. I didn't understand at this point how to have balance, how to have, you know, a few drinks to how to incorporate, you know, whatever I wanted during the week because it was all the, it was always based on rules. It was always based on good or bad. I can't have that. I can only have that on the weekends. It's that all or nothing mentality. So during this time when I was you know, clean eating, I was partying on the weekends, this is when I did find the gym and this is when I did start strength training for the first time for a while i was strength training and i was enjoying it but just like with the the binge drinking on the weekends like going back into the gym on monday like my recovery was so poor and it was i was just never being able to progress because i was always going in dehydrated and not an underfueled because of the lack of carbohydrates so with my training it was like i would call this doubling right now like i wasn't training i was just going to the gym probably to tell myself and make up for all the shit that I was doing on the weekend. So this is the first time in my life where my period started to become irregular. I was getting it, you know, every three months. Sometimes it was two, then the next one it was three, but it was still there. It was still coming. So I did this for a a while, a really long time, Um, all through pretty much all through 2016 during that first year of uni. During moving into 2017 was when I moved away from my clean eating era and I moved into my first paleo and then moving into my vegan era. At the end of 2017, this is when I start I tried CrossFit for the first time. This was one of the first serious stints that I really tried really tried to change my body composition. I wasn't partying as much as I was. I kind of cut back because I just, I just felt that cycle of never being able to move forward because I was like finally accepting the fact that it was really holding me back. This is when I moved into CrossFit and I remember this challenge like like the back of my hand because this was like one of the first instances that really, really messed up my relationship with food and exercise. I tried this CrossFit challenge and it was an eight-week challenge where I had to be super strict and follow it to a T because each week I had a weigh-in with my coach and, oh, my God, I would dread it every single week. What a way to ruin a relationship with with um, a healthy body. I was prescribed a keto diet, so low-carbohydrate, and I was training CrossFit five days a week. Looking back on that now, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing that, and I can't believe someone in the health and fitness industry was allowing a 23-year-old female to be training CrossFit with low-carbohydrate. That doesn't make sense. I was spending such a ridiculous amount of money on low-carb bread, paleo bread, and this is really where the, um, my belief system was created of carbs were bad. Because, like, look, I did lose fat. I did see results. Of course I did because I was training CrossFit five days a week and I was cutting out a whole macronutrient. And, of course, I was super disciplined because I had that weigh-in each and every week that I was dreading and completely terrified of. I remember going on holidays during this challenge and we went to the hinterland, hinterland in the Gold Coast and it was so beautiful. The view was amazing. Um, if anyone's in Australia, it was O'Reilly's. The The food in at the place, like the, there was an all-you-could-eat buffet and me, full-time foodie, right, absolutely obsessed. I didn't allow myself to eat any of it. And I like the people that I was with they were like oh why aren't you why aren't you eating anything and then I was like oh because I'm on a challenge I'm on a challenge and I can't have it I can't be I can't be bad because I need to stick to this 100% in order to see results I missed out on so much experience and so much good food throughout this period of my life when I was in a challenge or out of a challenge and looking back on it now, if I could tell myself one thing, I would shake myself because why are we robbing ourselves of the things that we love in order to, uh, to achieve our body goals? When you can achieve your body goals with enjoying everything that you love, you just need to learn how to do it. So As you could imagine, like this CrossFit, like really drilled into me that the way that I had to get my body was doing these ridiculous high intensity workouts. I had to do heaps of cardio and I had to eat low carbs. Oh my God. Because that's how I got results. So therefore in my head, I was like, that's the only way I can get results because I've never had results like this before. But, of course, as soon as I stopped doing the training and introduced carbohydrates into my diet again, I lost all of my results. So, again, um, instilling that belief in me that carbs are bad and cardio is the way to go. But the reason I gave it all up is because I felt like absolute rubbish. I was thinking about food all the time. My digestion was terrible. I, this point had completely lost my period. I wasn't getting it at all. I was irritable. I was moody. And I was like, this is not it. This is, this cannot be sustainable because I feel like absolute rubbish. But at the same time, I was like trying to find a way because I was so obsessed with my stomach and wanting to make it smaller. So moving on from this CrossFit phase and this paleo phase, I then, moving into about 2018 here, is this is where I started group fitness. This was and this was my vegan era. <laughs> this is where I absolutely became obsessed with eating no meat, eating no dairy, and I became the queen of vegetables I would have so many vegetables on my plate. I would pack up the volume because that was the way that I was getting full. I had to eat so much. But little did I know at that time is because I was really lacking in um, complex carbohydrates in terms of like whole grains, you know, rice, breads, pastas. Um, So I had to get all the extra energy from the vegetables. And then, of course, my plates were huge. But I felt really good because I was like, oh, low calories, but I can eat so much. So that's really going to help me reach my goals. I was probably eating about 40 grams of fiber per day, where a normal amount of fiber is a good healthy amount is about 25 grams. This is still completely no period whatsoever. And then at this stage, it really didn't phase me. I didn't really worry that I didn't have a period because there was a part of me definitely that was like, oh, it's actually kind of nice not having a menstrual cycle. Don't have to deal with it. Don't have to, you know, deal with like the emotions, X, Y, and Z. But (laughs) what I didn't realize that was happening at the time that I was completely not myself. Uh, Still no energy. My training still wasn't amazing. And... All the negative feelings that I was feeling, I didn't really knew, know what it felt like to be healthy, normal, and strong, because I've never actually, I would I was never there. So I continued with this for a good while. Um, this is where, like I said, is the the start of the group fitness era as well. Don't get me wrong, I love group fitness for so many reasons, right? It's, it's really good for that community aspect and it's really good for that external motivation and it is really good for people who have never been into a gym before and maybe can't afford a one-to-one personal trainer, so you have that group environment that you have the trainer there, that they can really help you with your technique. The negatives for me in terms of group fitness, it then reinforced the beliefs that I had to do, you know, these high intensity workouts and these long endurance cardio sessions in order to see results. There wasn't really much progressive overload in the gym and Looking back on my videos, back on when I was doing group fitness, my technique was terrible. And because you're in such a big group environment, the, the one trainer per, you know, 20 to 25 to 30 people, they can't give you that specific advice and attention. The other thing that I fell into the trap of in group fitness was their challenges. The 12 week fat loss challenge where you had to follow the meal plan and you had to train x amount of times a week you had to get your body scan pre-challenge and you had to get your scan at the end (laughs) the dread of the weigh-ins what if nothing has changed what if I put on weight what if I'm putting in all this hard work for nothing and then, of course, a social situation would come into the mix. Oh, my God, I can't be social during this time because I'm on a challenge and I need to be really strict in order to see results. Oh, my God, I get to the get to the weekend, have a few drinks, I'll screw it, right? I'll just start again tomorrow. I'll start again on Monday. She'll be right. But at the same time, shaming yourself so much for disappointing and not sticking to the plan as you promised you would. These all or nothing mentalities of these gym challenges destroyed my soul for a little bit. Because, and the other thing, right? Like, you'd be successful in this gym challenge, like what? You might lose like one or two kilos. Then, as soon as the, 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 rules are relaxed. What do you do? You put it all back on because there is no real sitting down educating you on like how to really create a a balanced meal. If you're just told to follow the meal plan, right? And then you're going about your week and the trainer is like, why don't you just follow your meal plan? Like, why is it so hard just to follow the meal plan? Because we are humans. Humans don't like doing the same thing every day, right? One of our six human needs is variety. And following a meal plan has not much variety, especially someone who really, really loves food. Don't get me wrong. Meal plans are really good for some people, but that's the thing. Some people. Anyway, we continue. So we were doing these challenges for a while in and out, up and down that all or nothing mentality. But there was, it was, I was never really seeing that sustainable result. I never got real results because it was always like the in and out, the in and out. This is, so moving into like 2020, this was when I was really sick of it. This was when my stomach came back and she was like, (laughs) she was like, I was like, you need to do something about this once and for good. You need to nip this in the butt and this is you need to get the fittest that you've ever been, look the best you have. So then what I did is I sought out my first online coach. And during this time, I was still a vegan, so this is when I reached out to a vegan coach. I was prescribed, it was a 12-week stint. I was prescribed I had to follow a strict meal plan. I wasn't allowed to eat outside the meal plan. I had to follow it to a T. I wasn't allowed to eat out at all across the 12 weeks and I wasn't allowed to have dessert. I also had to follow the strict training protocol that they had sent to me. So for this coach, I invested a lot of money into this because I was just so sick of dieting and sick of challenges and sick of doing every anything. And this was like, yeah, this is it. This is how I'm going to finally reach my body goals once I'm good. I'm willing to pay whatever. I don't really care. I just want this so badly. I was so strict because I did financially invest a fair bit of money on it so of course I was like yes I'm so dedicated plus my my need to finally get results and change my body composition was so high as well so I freaking followed it I was so again strict on myself being like nope I'm not going out I would say no to social situations I stopped hanging out with my friends I I literally only ate everything on the meal plan and I anytime that I did go out in a social situation because like it was like a birthday or it was like something that I couldn't say no to of course what happened I felt so guilty I felt so bad and I thought the world was literally going to end because again after these 12 weeks I absolutely absolutely saw results because I was so strict on myself. I was so strict on that meal plan. I didn't eat out unless like I really had to. And I, you know, I wasn't, and I wasn't eating all the things that I absolutely loved. So again, reinforcing these beliefs that I have to be super strict. I have to do this certain workout and I'm not allowed to eat out in order to see results. So what happened When the 12 weeks was over, I was absolutely terrified to go and eat out at a restaurant, one of my biggest loves. I love going out and socialising around food. I was terrified of introducing chocolate into my day for dessert because I hadn't been allowed to eat it for 12 weeks. And this is when my relationship with food and my body hit a all time low. Of course still, I didn't have my period. I was so hungry all the time. I remember crying in the last week of the challenge. I ate outside my plan simply because I was so freaking hungry. I ate an apple and I broke down. I had the biggest meltdown. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking but this is not okay. And how did I let my un unhe- my healthy behaviors become so unhealthy? And I'm 100% never blaming the coach. It's it was always on me because I probably wasn't completely honest with really how I was feeling, and X, Y, and Z. But I was like, how did I let this happen? And do you know why? Because I was so fucking addicted to getting a smaller stomach, to getting a six pack. The fit one was my identity. I needed to be smaller, to feel confident, to get that validation. I needed exercise to make myself feel good because I had not much energy across the day because I was eating so low calories. And because of my really low body fat percentage, I was also, of course, I was really irritable. I was moody. I was cold. I was avoiding connection with my friends because of food. I still didn't have my period. And only to realize now that, like, how I was getting through that is was because my body was running off cortisol and adrenaline. So, of course, I didn't have my period. So this is where I hit rock bottom and this is when I knew something absolutely had to change. I was terrified of change though, because I knew I had to increase my calories. I knew I had to start training less, but I was terrified. The fear of weight gain stopped me for so long from reaching out for help. But I got to a point, this is probably now when I'm about 25, was when I was like, it's not healthy to have a period. I need to get my period back because eventually I want to have babies and if I go to try and have a baby and I'm not getting my period, like how am I going to have a baby? So that turned really into the driving force of why that I wanted to get my period back. Little did I know getting my period back and healing my relationship with food and my body was actually really going to change my life. So this is when I started working with my second online coach and this coaching was all in and around getting my period back. So this was in 2020 is when I went all in. I struggled with this for so hard because literally I had to do everything that I was completely afraid of. I had to increase my calories to over 2,500. I had to stop gym altogether. Emotionally was the hardest piece in all of this and overcoming the change that you did see in your body because I my body absolutely did change. But then in those times, it was always going back to, I'm going back to health. I'm doing this for health reasons. I want to be strong. I want to be confident. I want to have a regular, really good functioning body. I want my energy back. I want to stop thinking about food all the time. I want to stop binge eating. I want to go out to a restaurant and eat a curry and feel full, not feel like that I can eat two more bowls, right? But I need to sit here and normalize that it was fucking difficult. When I first went all in, I had a few different things hit me. The first one was extreme hunger. Oh my God. My extreme hunger was so bad. I remember going camping one time and I had breakfast And, you know, a big bowl of oats with a banana, some chia seeds, some protein powder and peanut butter, so like a good portion of food, like something I would eat now and I'd just be like, yes, I'm full for four hours. But in that time I would eat the whole thing and then I would still be hungry. And, of course, I would – feel so emotional about it because I would think, how the hell did I just eat so much food and feel like I can eat another bowl? I don't get it. Often this brought on a lot of emotional breakdowns because I was like, what the fuck? I'm eating so much. Why am I still hungry? But of course, because I had been under eating and under fueling in a low energy availability state for so long that my body literally had to catch up. It had to repair. My stomach lining had to repair. My hormones had to become regular again because like I said, I didn't have a period. As well as the extreme hunger, I experienced fatigue as well because because I was running off adrenaline and cortisol for so freaking long there got to a point where I was just so tired all the time because I wasn't anymore and I was like wow feels like I've been hit by a bus and I need this time to allow my body to rest and then of course the last thing that came with this was the weight gain. Dealing with gaining weight after I spent so long working so hard to get this physique that I wanted. But to learn the way that I was doing it was never going, I was never going to be successful because you're never going to get a sustainable result. The method that you tried was unsustainable. You're never going to be able to achieve your dream body in 12 weeks. Real good body composition changes takes years. And that's something that I've learned now. That's one of my lessons that I'm going to explain. But during this time, dealing with with weight gain was difficult. So the ways that I dealt with the weight gain was I, I bought new clothes. I bought clothes that fit me and my new body because anytime I would put on an old piece of clothing, I would be triggered and the thoughts would come up, I'm fat. I don't feel confident. I feel, feel lazy. X, Y, and Z. And the stories, the stories. So I bought new clothes. I also started, and this was the biggest thing for me, was I started working on my mindset. I started working on my own self-worth and realizing that I am so much more than the fit girl. I have so much more to bring to show in this, in this world, more than just being fit and healthy. And that was a whole identity shift and a whole new identity that I had to learn. I had to learn how to enjoy life away from food of exercise because it literally consumed and controlled me. Like I worked in fitness. I was studying fitness and that's what I would do for fun on the weekends every day. You know, that's where my friendships were formed in the gym, X, Y, and Z. So I had to learn how to slow down. I had to enjoy. In- learn how to enjoy all the things that I did as a kid deep down I am a creative I love being creative I love reading I love drawing I love cooking I love just anything that you know is more flow and slow that is not a hit workout and that's something that I needed to transition and learn how to do And during this time was, I learned that getting my period back was not just about getting my period back. It was learning how to enjoy all foods again. It was learning how to stop like getting rid of my food labels. It was learning how to give myself permission to eat what I wanted when I wanted it. It was about learning how to build self-trust with myself again. Because after six years of yo-yo dieting, calorie counting, doing crazy challenges, I had absolutely no trust. This is where my IG, my Green being, really started and really evolved. I started sharing my story of how I was getting my period back and the things that I was doing and how I was creating more fun and flow into my life. And eventually, I started loving the journey in October of 2020, I did get my period back. And one month later is when I started training in the gym again. And training in the gym, I had to, like, I had a really decent time, long time off. So I had to progressively go back. I started with three days of full body and then slowly, slowly increased that. At the start of 2021 is when I started working with a strength and conditioning coach, and this was really, really fun and really great for me just to really focus on my form, technique, making sure I was doing everything really correctly and just learning actually how to train properly, how to apply progressive overload, how to train at the right intensity for each muscle group, how to actually recover properly because for a gal who once believed that she had to train seven days a week and eat low carb, this was a whole different ball game. because when I started training again, it was like, am I doing enough? Is this okay? But then when I started training properly with the strength and conditioning coach it was like, oh my God, strength training is actually freaking hard when you do it properly. When you're doing it with good form and the right technique and lifting heavy enough, It's freaking hard. (laughs) So from 2021 up until 2022 till right now is I have literally been following a exercise program, applying progressive overload for a really long time. I was just sitting at maintenance calories. I was just enjoying my food, eating till I was full and hungry, making sure I was hitting my protein target, really making sure I was nourishing my body with nutrition and Because there was a part of me that was like I never want to go back to how I used to feel because the way that I feel right now is unbelievably amazing. I have so much energy. My period is so regular. I I have my libido back. I feel really confident and really strong in my body. I am grateful for everything that my body can do for me. Like I no longer body check. I no longer – Food and my body, honestly, is not even on my mind anymore. It's just something that I do. It's not who I am. And that journey took a really, really freaking long time. So throughout this journey, I want to share the 10 biggest takeaways that I would tell to my for myself at the start of 2016 and the things that really, really that I learnt through my mistakes and I hoped by telling you these mistakes that you don't make the same ones. So the first mistake that I made was not caring about my period. Yeah, we have to look at our period, our menstrual cycle, as like kind of a report card of our health, how we're feeling, how we're going, and if that's not there evidently there's a problem, right? Like the body, it's there's a menstrual cycle in there for a reason and you have to remember that it's not just about the menstrual cycle, it's about the overall function of your body. What I know now and what I wish I could shake myself is having no period actually puts you at risk of developing lifestyle diseases, especially later on in life. Your menstrual hormones are really, really important for your bone health. And there is a high correlation for people who have had eating disordered eating and uh, a regular period, a hypothalamic amenorrhea, and the risk of developing osteoporosis. And I worked as a clinical exercise physiologist for two years and i worked with ladies who had osteoporosis and literally i a few of them fell over and they broke their legs because their bones were so brittle so it's not just about you know getting a period back it's about getting back into optimal health And it's so, so important to think about it in that way because that is a really good way to commit to change and commit to, you know, eating right and um, training correctly just to make sure that you're overall just a healthy, feel-good human. My second lesson that I learned is that you are not happy when you are in a smaller body because happiness comes from the inside. Confidence, you can decide to be confident right now if you want to be or not. Stop giving your power away to your external circumstances. I'll be happy when I'm a size X. I'll be happy when I'm this weight. I'll be happy when when I finish my degree. I'll be happy when, when I get a new job. If you're not enjoying the process and being grateful for how you're going and your journey, the lo- road is going to be a freaking long one. So start working on you, start valuing yourself and your own self-worth because I'm here to tell you, your self-worth is not determined by the size of your body or the clothes that you're wearing. The third thing that I learned throughout my journey is train smarter and get strong. Oh my God, I wish I never wasted so much time doing so much hit and so much cardio with little for no result right? Like if your goal is to increase your cardiovascular fitness and you want to like do marathons or you want to, you know, just increase your aerobic capacity, then absolutely do cardio. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's an amazing thing. But if your goal is to change your body composition, train smarter, not harder. And I know you might be thinking, cause I definitely was for a long period of time that weights are going to make me bulky, Lifting weights don't make you bulky. They make you smaller because they drop your body fat and reveal your lean muscle, which gives you that, that defined look. And if you're anything like me, constantly just trying to burn calories and make yourself smaller, then there will be a point where you have little minimal body fat and have no muscle. So you're still not happy with the way you look. If I could go back in time and shake myself when in 2016, I would say start training properly. Try Start training actually in line with your goals. You have to remember there are so many different forms of exercise and it can really be utilized as a prescription. Like, for example, if you want to... If you have osteoporosis, let's go there, then there is a specific types of exercise that you should be doing to treat that. If you want to tone up, if you want to gain lean muscle and drop body fat, there is specific exercise, muscle hypertrophy exercise, in order to do that. If you want to increase your 100-meter run, there are specific exercises that you need to do that. You need to work on power. You need to work on strength, right? Those three goals should have a different exercise prescription. And that's why it's really important to making sure that your exercise prescription is in line with what you want to achieve. The next thing is fuel your body for health. Don't always be in a calorie deficit. Take time to learn about nutrition. Learn what a calorie deficit is. Learn what your maintenance calories are and spend some time At maintenance, spend some time maintaining your results. Spend time at maintenance calories so you have time to actually build some muscle, so you're actually getting stronger, so you're actually getting more defined and toned in your body. Number five is educate yourself around macros. Work with someone who is actually going to teach you about food, not just give you a meal plan or X, Y, and Z. Work with someone who's going to teach you how to navigate a social situation who is going to teach you what to do when your plan is over. Someone that's going to teach you how many carbs, fats and proteins you need in a deficit and how many carbs, fats and proteins you need at maintenance. So you understand, so you have that knowledge for life. Once you learn about nutrition, it's actually really simple and really easy. But of course, when you start, it's like when you drive a car for the first time, it's overwhelming and it's also confusing. But once you get the hang of it, once you learn, then you literally can apply that knowledge for the rest of your life. The next one is stopping with the all-ins and the all-out, the challenges, the quick fixes, the fad diets, the 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 CrossFit challenges, the group fitness stints. It's not only creating. Really, all it is literally creating is an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. Food and exercise should enhance your life. It should not restrict you. It shouldn't stop you from going out with your friends on a Friday night and enjoying yourself because all those challenges are doing is making you feel shit. It's making you feel guilty and it's making you shame yourself for not being good enough. But maybe have you ever thought that the method that you're trying isn't good enough and you're perfectly fine just the way you are? The next one is learn how to handle emotions and not suppress them or not go to food. For a long time during this journey, I was definitely an emotional eater. Anger was my trigger. Anytime I got angry, I would go to chocolate. So something in this journey, and it was the binge eating X, Y, and Z, and I'll definitely do more episodes in and around these topics. Um, But learning how to handle my emotions, especially through my weight-gaining journey and then through my – it's funny. I I should do a podcast about this. Let me know if this is interesting. Like my journal entries across this time, like – my, the start of the journey, my journal entries were always, oh, I want to lose five centimeters off my waist and I want, no, it's probably 10 centimeters off my waist and five centimeters off my hips. I want to lose five kilos. I want to do this and I want to do that. Now, what my journal entries are looking like, it's more like, how are you feeling about yourself right now? Are you holding on to any limiting beliefs that are holding you back? What do you truly desire in your life? Are you really showing up and are you taking radical responsibility for for your goals? How's the energy shift in that? That's amazing. The next thing is invest in help. Stop letting your ego get in the way and thinking that you've got this, that you can do it all yourself. Me I 100% was, my ego was running the show. I needed that external validation from other people. I needed the ego stroke to make myself feel good. There was no way that I was going to ask for help. No way, because I knew everything. Oh my God, if you want to learn how to do something faster and you want to learn how to do something correctly, invest in yourself, invest in help. Invest in someone who's going to help you get out of your head and into your body, teach you how to do things correctly. And that brings me to point number nine is making sure you find the right coach for you. There are so many online coaches out there these days and I've definitely been through a a few now and I've definitely learnt the, the things that I love and the things that I hate. But please make sure you... Ask the coach about their values, making sure you're in alignment with like the methods and the goals and really what you want to achieve out of the program. And then the last thing is do shit that is fucking scary. (laughs) I know how hard this is because this has been a journey for myself of number one. Reaching out for help, terrifying. Number two, increasing my calories, fucking terrifying. But if I didn't do those two things that scared the shit out of me, I would not be sitting here right now living in Bali, running my own business, right? Taking risks is is so hard because of the, the stories that we then come up with and tell ourselves. But when you lean into fear and challenge yourself and push yourself to grow, magical things actually do happen. That's when that self-trust piece comes back into it. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. And I just want to thank you all for, if you're still here with me, thank you so much for being here. And I really hope some of my mistakes has really um, inspired you to, to understand that, We don't have to starve ourselves in order to reach our dream body. We do need to find balance and we do need to build self-trust in order to really fully succeed and get everything that we want. Please, like I said, share it on your Instagram story if you love the episode and I will see you all next week in episode two. Bye.